Welcome to Networks for Training and Development's Employment for All podcast. I am your host, Joe Murphy. This podcast is dedicated to real work and real pay for all citizens. Today is March 25th, 2020. Today's employment forum is in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us today. This webinar is being live closed captioned and recorded. Last week, it was decided by those who had joined that Networks for Training and Development with the support of IDS would host weekly forums virtually until further notice. We at Networks with IDS's support recognize the need within the employment provider community. The goal of these calls are to share information, positivity, suggestions, and current practices that are supporting people receiving employment services. We understand that there are people supported who continue to work, who have been furloughed or laid off, who continue to seek work. We recognize the uncertainty during this time and also seek to support those in the field. Before we begin, we just want to ask everyone to take a moment Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Do this two more times. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Today's call will begin with updates, followed by a story of informed decision-making amidst COVID-19. After, we will open up for sharing, so as questions arise or comments come up based on questions you see, please note that in the chat box. To start, I have on the screen the Fill It On The Job website, www.philaonthejob.org. On this website, we have updated under featured links two documents, the most recent one is noted as Pandemic Preparedness in the Workplace and the Americans with Disabilities Act. You can download these documents, this one and the one noted as COVID-19 and Employment Support for immediate references as you move along about your day in the field. The Pandemic Preparedness in the Workplace and the Americans with Disabilities Act document was adapted from two EEOC websites, which are noted in the document as well. It advises how you are to respond and support people in understanding their rights under the Americans with Disabilities Act amidst a pandemic. Another update we would like to share with you is that Hire Philly, a business coalition, is having a virtual career fair using the platform Brazen on April 1st for the Philadelphia area. For further information, please visit our website and you can find support using the social media links further down. We are also currently working on other reference guides and supports during this time. Next up, I would like to introduce Ali Smell from Kencrest, who is going to share about informed decision-making. Give me one moment and I will be sharing on the screen a five-step reference guide. So on the screen through NADSP is a five-step guide, informed decision-making, the NADSP five-step process. 
One, understand the decision issue situation. Two, gathering of information. Three, explore options and consider outcomes. Four, decide, act, and empower. Five, evaluate this decision. Allie, welcome to this call. We appreciate you taking time to share today. Sure, thanks, Teresa. Um, Joe and Michelle and Teresa had asked if I would provide some information on informed decision-making. The slide that's on the screen, the one that Teresa just described, I, you know, full props have to go to the NADSP organization. This is their slide. I'm just borrowing it for today. For any of you who have the opportunity to go through their training on informed decision-making, I greatly suggest it. It's, it's truly a wonderful training. But it seemed like through our communication last week that some people had some questions on informed decision-making and how to support individuals and their families or individuals and their teams to work through really important decisions um, that they were being confronted with due to this uh, COVID-19 crisis that teams and families weren't necessarily anticipating because all of this uh, changed and happened so, so very quickly. So I wanted to give you um, a real world happening in real time situation that our staff are being confronted with and, and helping a family to work through. So to set the stage, I've, I've changed names. We're gonna call him Bill, is our supported uh, employee. And he has been working at a grocery store in the city of Philadelphia for many years. He walks to work. He's completely independent in the job. He gets limited uh, monthly supports just to ensure that everything continues to go well. And he lives at home with his mother and his aunt. He has been wanting more hours at his grocery store for a while now, and they have not been giving him hours. However, as you can imagine, um, during this crisis, he has been getting a lot more hours. Now, here's where the, the situation comes into play. His mom would not prefer that Bill works at this point in time. Bill, on the other hand, is ecstatic that he has more hours, can earn more money, and as a young, relatively healthy person, he doesn't see much risk in working. So we, of course, got a phone call from the mom stating that she was very unhappy with his decision. The underlying issue when we went in to gather more information is that the aunt with whom he works is, or I'm sorry, the aunt with whom he lives is a transplant recipient. And, and Joe just asked me to, to um, say my name again and who I work for, so I apologize for that. My name's Allie Smale, I work for Kencrest and I'm the Director of Employment and Community Participation. So that's me, sorry about that. So I'm sorry, going back to gathering information, when we um, met with the family, we actually found out what the crux of the issue was, was the fact that the aunt with whom they live is a transplant recipient, which means that she has some pre pretty major underlying health conditions and is immunosuppressed. So that's a major concern for the family. And I think what the family really wanted, and, and they're not here for their perspective, but I think what they really wanted was for us to say, okay, sorry, Bill, you're not going to work anymore. But that isn't our role. Our role in this situation was to, to support the informed decision-making process 
and ultimately to support the decision-making of the individual who we serve, which is, as many of us know, is not always the most comfortable position to be in, but it is part of the work that we do. So we've been, um, when, when I say sitting down with the family, I don't want you to think we're all sitting around the living room. Oftentimes we have been doing a lot of this work remotely and on the phone, which uh, is not always the best way, as we all know, to, to get some, some team participation going, but we have been working to do this over the phone. We've been talking to the family about exploring different options and considering outcomes. Uh, we have discussed with Bill uh, why his mother is so concerned, not only for her sister, but also for his own health and welfare. We have talked about, you know, whether or not it's a good idea for him not to work. Um, Bill doesn't think so, and his employer doesn't think so. However, mom thinks that that is an option, that he not work. We did look at the home situation. Is there a way that Bill could come and go with very little interaction with the aunt? Uh, is there a way that we could help to support um, different hy hygiene strategies within the home to make it safer for everyone? If Bill would agree that when he comes home, he goes straight to his room, gets in the shower, and changes uh, before he interacts with any other family members. Is it an option for the aunt to be somewhere else right now? Is there an option for Bill to live somewhere else right now? These were the options that we were working with the family to explore. They weren't easy options to, <laughs> to get the team to, to, to come to, but you know, with some gentle guidance, with some um, you know, list making, we were able to come up with an, a number of options for the family to consider. I will let you know that right now the team is in the decide, act, and empower um, part of, of their, their process. They haven't come to a conclusion yet. Bill is still going to work. And I think the family now understands that Bill has every right to work if that is his choice, because he himself right now is, is not at risk and his employer needs him. However, um, it's not a decision that his family really appreciates, but they are looking at the options that we came up with to come up with a way to support everybody in this situation. And I think that's the, that's the really vital fact here is that we don't want anyone to feel less important in this situation. We wanted everyone to feel as if their, their point of view was very important because it is. And this is, let's face it, this is life and death kinds of stuff here. Um, we did not want to take any of that lightly, but we also didn't want to place in the hands of, of a family member to say, you know, sure, you can tell Bill that he can't work because that isn't, that isn't what informed decision-making is all about. It's not what self-determination is all about. And um, that is the work that we try to do. In the future, I'm hoping that by the end of this week, um, the family comes to some real conclusions about how they want to move this forward. We'll support Bill in that decision. We'll support the family as best we can in that uh, decision. And then we will continue to evaluate that decision over time. Just because we make this decision today 
does not necessarily mean that that's going to be the same decision that the team makes in two weeks because this is an ever-evolving and ever-changing situation. And we as support people have to be able to um, re-implement that support when you know, different decisions need to be made or different planning needs to be implemented. So that's where we are right now with Bill. Bill's still working. Uh, his family's still feeling a little bit uneasy, but they have at least some options right now that they are considering. And I think that in and of itself made everyone feel like they had a little bit more control over this situation. So ultimately, it's not perfect and we're not done with the work, but, but we're getting there. Um, so, so that's all, that was our story. I hope that it has some meaning for everyone on the call. And if anyone has questions, I'll do my best to answer, but I, I won't say that I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a well experienced in, in informed decision-making. So how else can I help? Thank you so much, Allie, Most for sharing. Welcome. Did you have something else to share, Allie? No, I just said you're most welcome. Thank you. This is a very important topic, especially right now. We truly appreciate you sharing this story and you know the process that you went through with your team during this time. So right now, we will go ahead and take any questions that people have for Allie or thoughts that they would like to share in correspondence to what Allie had just shared regarding informed decision making. What other questions do people have right now or thoughts that you would like to share? Um, so I, I don't have a question on, on the story that I had to tell, but I did have um, some questions around uh, the unemployment issue and helping people to apply. And um, I'd be interested to hear what others um, are hearing. Last time when we chatted last week, it did come up and, and people stated that um, some of them had supported some of their consumers to apply for unemployment. <clears throat> we have reached out to, to a number of our consumers who um, are either not working at all or their hours have been greatly reduced uh, to see if they would like to apply. I did another provider that they had heard, I'm sorry, I couldn't get a lot of information, that they, they were not able to assist people to apply. Now, from my standpoint, it, you know, we're, we're going to help people to apply for unemployment. The question would be is currently we are, um, we are billing for that time as direct service time, but I was wondering if anybody had input on that. That's a terrific question, Allie. So I will give people a moment to see if they would like to address that, if they have specific experience. Allie, this is Charlotte. I came in on the end of that question. Do you want me to repeat it, Charlotte? Would you? Sure, absolutely. So last week when we met, we had, we had spoken about this briefly last week, and it seemed that some of our provider friends um, had been assisting some people in applying for unemployment. Uh, for those who um, were not working because their business had closed or, you know, due to, you know, no, no fault of their own, were not able to, uh, to work right now. Different if, obviously, if they were choosing not to work at the moment. And um, some providers had said that they had assisted with that. Um, Ken Crest uh, did begin to, to reach out to some of our consumers to see if they would like to apply. I had heard from another provider 
that they had found out that they should not be assisting people with applying. Um, and I was just wondering if, if anybody else had input on that. So I had not heard about that and I'm not really sure in terms of ODP's directive. I would imagine that that would be appropriate, but I, you know, I can't really speak for them. I think that's a question that I can um, send to them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely related to employment. Hi, this is Andrea Continuum with Ben. Hi, Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Um, we've also been supporting people to apply for unemployment benefits, but with the most recent guidance that came out from ODP regarding Appendix K and the remote services that can be provided, it wasn't specified in there, and we weren't quite sure if that was just kind of saying, in addition to the services you're already providing, this is the type of remote support. Um, so we just weren't sure if we should assume or if we should go back to ODP and ask that clarifying question. Because I feel like it's going to be a lot of the work that providers are doing in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, this is Teresa too, by the way. Um, it's interesting because that is part of the employment process, right? And so how could someone be supported through that? Uh, because employment services, we can support people in accessing work incentive planning assistance offices and accessing, you know, having those conversations with their supports coordinator regarding benefits counseling services. So how would unemployment be any different than one of those? Hi, this is Andrea again. I totally agree. Um, I, you know, we just wondered if perhaps, I don't know, there would be a different viewpoint on what types of employment services should be provided in this time. So I think it, stands to reason that it would be included, but it, I think it would be helpful um, to have ODP confirm that if we could, because I think that would make a lot of other employment providers feel very comfortable offering that service to their participants. Yes, agreed. Thank you. Are there other questions or comments that people would like to share at this time? Hello, everyone. And I do want to say uh, ODP put out a, um, uh, an email that stated we could submit our questions um, by today. And hopefully um, the, the, the webinar or the Zoom call that they're going to have on Friday, they would be able to address uh, those questions that we submit. So I'll go ahead and submit that question and to see on Friday if, if we get a response. Thank you. Thank you I'm actually in the midst of sending that now. Oh, okay. Thanks. And for anyone who's on the phone only, that was Christopher Florence with IDS. A question that came up with a provider who I've noticed is not, wasn't able to join the call today is how to support people that they have job development contracts with through OVR, and I noticed that we do have some VR representation. 
on the call. So I don't know if someone might be able to support or address that question that we had from a provider. Hi, this is Sherry Brightful. The agency is still waiting for guidance, um, so we do not have an update at this time. Thank you so much, Sherry. That is very helpful. No problem. Chris Rude, I am going to go ahead and unmute your mic. You are unmuted, Chris. Yes, if you've taken a leave of absence from your job, can you collect unemployment? unemployment? A leave of absence due to COVID-19? Yeah. There are some parameters. I would definitely recommend contacting unemployment. Um, we, there is now the Families First Act that was passed. Um, that is the, the best suggestion I have if someone else on the phone has another suggestion and again we are collecting everyone's questions and we'll be seeing how we can respond and find out the answers. Okay. Okay. For those who are on the call, can you share any stories of those who are working through COVID-19 and that you're supporting during this time? Hi, this is David. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you, David. I just wanted to let you guys know, um, I've actually been in contact. I've been working from home and I've had my employment staff uh, working from home and we've been completing phase ones, like the job finding, um, seeing as like a lot of employers are shut down and like other and then like other individuals and their families would just prefer if they didn't go to work during this time just because you know they could have like other people that they're living with at home that you know are susceptible to it so um we've just been working on the job finding mainly thank you so much for sharing that yes there's a lot of that front work that could be done during this time with people and exploration there are some businesses who are hosting virtual interviews and informational sessions. In Bucks County, most recently, they were hosting through PA Career Link Bucks. Um, I think it was it was Lowe's or Home Depot. Chris, I I see your hand is raised, so I am going to go ahead and unmute your mic. I've been posting. I've been posting pictures of my puppets. That's fantastic, Chris. Yeah. Yes, that's a great example, Chris, of leveraging this time that people might be on social media a little bit more than usual. Thank you for sharing, Chris. You're welcome. How are staff doing? So I know David mentioned what his staff are doing during this time and staying home. Are there other staff who are in the field? How are they being supported? How could they um, maybe gain more support during this time? What can we do? Allie, I see your hand is raised. Do you wanna go ahead and unmute yourself? 
Hi, so uh, Kencrest does still have um, some staff working out in the field doing direct, um, direct services. Uh, we have quite a few individuals, some of whom who have just, just kind of finished their intensive training. Um, so we've been working uh, right alongside them. Uh, again, trying to work on social distancing and really good hygiene strategies to um, keep ourselves, you know, safe and healthy. Um, I do have the opportunity every morning I do a check-in uh, with my employment staff just to see how they are, pass on new information because it seems like every morning there's, there's new information to pass on. But, uh, you know, just trying to get a check-in. How are they feeling? Making sure that they're not overdoing it, overwhelmed. It seems that for the businesses who are still open and operating, especially those like grocery stores, convenience stores, what is being reported is that there's an, an awful lot of pressure and anxiety. And I think that comes from customership that is also <laughs> frustrated and anxious. So um, our, our consumers are, are feeling that, and I think our job coaches are feeling that. So I think that um, we've been supplying them with as much <laughs> um, stress reduction and you know, a meditative mindset kind of, of practices in order to assist them as much as possible. One major concern that my staff have, and, and I'm sure it's a concern that a lot have, is the lack of uh, PPE supplies that are available. We had been able to access gloves fairly readily. Those are now in high demand and short supply. And we have not had hand sanitizer in quite a long time, which if you're working someplace that you have easy access to sink and hot water and soap, that's not a problem. But so often our job coaches, as we all know, are working in environments that do not have easy access to those things. So that is one um, real, very real, very tangible day-to-day -day issue that we are trying to manage. We, I know uh, we're directed to begin to work through the county's emergency management office for that, uh, for accessing those supplies, but it has not yet been fruitful. So that's where we are. We do have some staff that are working part of their days from home, but we still have quite a bit of direct service to do. Thank you, Allie. And actually, too, I had I saw to address the hand sanitizer issue that McCaffrey's Markets now has, according to their social media, um, a it's the first hand sanitizer sale to non-medical customers while supplies last. It's labeled saying "Do not drink." So a partnership of companies came up with a solution. So the bottle, the labeling. It, it looks like alcohol, but it's not. It very clearly says hand sanitizer, do not drink, but it's their way of trying to repurpose and connect to the need. So if you live by McCaffrey's markets, you might wanna check that out as an option. Thank you. Yeah, I just saw that today, so it was good timing. And thank you to Allie for sharing the mindfulness. I know that there was, or there's going to be a webinar tomorrow. Um, if people would like me to send the information, you can email me. I'm putting my email address in the chat box now. There is a webinar tomorrow from one to two 
on managing anxiety and stress during this time and it'll be they'll be providing tools it's a no cost webinar from one to two tomorrow so if you go ahead and email me at that email address teresa k at networksfortraining.org t-h-e-r-e-s-i-a-k i will go ahead and forward you the registration information for our ids representation would you like to share anything with those who are on the call now this is charlotte um you know i would only like to share that we appreciate all the work that you guys are doing out there um directly with people and especially in these times that are you know uh, really challenging and really challenging how we might um, look at work, the work that we do and how we might do it differently. Um, so I just want to thank you for all you're doing. Um, I sent the, the question about um, assisting people with unemployment. I would imagine that you guys probably do that all along and that it, it's probably not a, a different um, you know, I would imagine it to be billable, but I sent it anyway um, because I don't know all of the rules around the service. Um, I would just say, you know, keep doing what you're doing to support people, but make sure you take care of yourselves and make sure that you continue to emphasize that people take care of themselves and that they, you know, practice social distancing for those people who are still working, that maybe they um, have uh, a method or gloves or whatever to do their job so that they're not putting themselves at risk. Um, but thank you for all you do. Thank you, Charlotte. So again, we will be having these calls weekly. If you have any suggestions on what you would like to see on these next calls, or if you have other questions as you go, feel free to contact us. Or right now, if you would like to add it into the chat box function, we will continue these calls weekly on Wednesdays at 3 o'clock the information the zoom information is going to be the same we thank you all for your time and we thank you all who are on the front lines out supporting people directly who continue to work through covid 19. we do want you to keep in mind that because of everything going on we are also looking for stories as people continue to make these informed decisions of to work or not work these stories of people persevering through both staff and those supported so please reach out to us and we wish everyone well thank you so much for joining and we hope to have you back next week same time same zoom thank you all thank you for listening we hope the information provided was helpful. Don't forget to stop by our website and take advantage of all we have to offer. If you want to be kept informed of upcoming events, subscribe to our channel to be kept up to date on our future programs. Click on the link provided in the description if you wish to receive emails about our upcoming events and offerings.